If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Inside the birds is back. What's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Mosher. It's Adam Kaplan doing what we do on here on Inside the Birds. Uh, this is going to be a, a pretty cool Inside the Birds, Adam, because um, we're just going to go through just a couple of the new announcements from the Eagles since uh, they uh, we did our last pod because then they came out with a few more staff announcements and some people had some questions about some things so we'll go through that and then we're just going to answer a bunch of the ask itb questions that we haven't been able to get through so it'll be a fun inside the birds i think because we're going to touch on uh, a number of different topics and kind of wrap up some of the things that have happened in the past week or two so before we even get into that a we want to personally thank everybody who has interacted with us on twitter um just especially lately we're getting a lot of really positive feedback and people are loving what we're saying and the information they're getting. So uh, thank you for all of those who have reached out to us on the Twitter account at Inside Birds. Uh, please keep following. And for those who haven't, please follow. And also we've gotten a ton, Adam, of five-star ratings and reviews for from Apple Podcasts. So we really appreciate those. And we ask that people continue to do so. And if they haven't yet, please do that. It really, really helps to give us a five-star rating and then leaving a positive review. Uh, and last yep, thing, appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, last thing, um, we're getting closer to the date. So for everybody to know, big announcement from me and Adam is that there will be a website coming uh, that is going to be launched by us basically soon, uh, right before the combine is our expected launch date. Uh, can't give out all the details just yet, but I just want everybody to know that the website will have a lot of uh, a. It'll have some of our podcast con- content, video content, but also written content. Adam and I and um, perhaps a few other people will be writing for the website. We'll be covering not just the Eagles, but giving you a lot of NFL uh, level stuff too. You know, we got the draft coming up. We got free agency coming up, the combine, owners meetings. There's going to be a lot of Eagles content, but there's also going to be a lot of NFL content. Adam is, uh, 
you know, even way more well-sourced than me on the NFL. So he's going to have a lot of stuff he'll be able to put out. So um, we'll keep everybody posted as far as a URL and where to go and, and uh, a, a newsletter that'll be involved. But we just want the people to be get excited because we're excited about launching this. And I know Adam and I are excited about writing for it. So um, good news on that end. And uh, we'll, we'll give everybody more information as the podcast come out as we get closer to the start of the combine. I know you're fired up about it, Adam, Yeah, right? yeah. Well, all my work, see, when, when, even when I was at ESPN, we didn't have a blog. So, yeah, I would have to send my scoops to the news desk. But, you know, if I wanted to do, you know, stuff that wasn't breaking, there was nowhere to, for me to put it other than on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So now I don't have to. Um, I don't have to give away all my news on Twitter anymore, which is with Eagle stuff. I've I've done my best to save all of it. Uh, it's it, unless it's breaking, I you know I have to put it on Twitter, right? But um, no, we we actually were the first ones to put the uh, who did we put out today? I can't remember now. I put it at, in, in oh oh, oh <laughs> the uh, Aaron Moorhead. Aaron Moorhead. We gave it to our subscribers exclusively. We got it out first, six a.m. on uh, whatever that was Thursday morning. Yeah, that uh, was going to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is you know we're, we're trying to do our best to. Save stuff for you guys. We and, and Jeff's right. We we really appreciate uh, the comments and the feedback because our our growth. I'm going to say Jeff, the last three months has been incredible. Uh, we we we've got a number so far. We didn't think we could get this this quickly. Yes, it's a, it's it's a tribute to uh, our, our our listeners because they're kind of telling us by their questions what they want, and so we go we go get the information for you because we want to know as well. That's right. And that really helps. So I always Jeff, say we get great questions from our yeah, listeners. Really so good. Real, yeah. We're really impressed by the level of questions yeah. we got. All right, let's dive into some of the uh, announced changes that happened, I believe, uh, within the last 24 to 36 hours. The big one that stood out, Adam, Jeremiah Washburn, who uh, is wearing kind of two hats here, which are really interesting because you don't this see this a whole lot. Yeah, yeah he's going to be the senior defensive assistant, um, and he's also going to be the director of player personnel, which is a scouting role it's usually the number two guy to your director of player personnel or your vice president in this case Correct. Andy Weidel so he he's got a pretty high spot there in the scouting department as well as being um a valued defensive coach all right so I do know a couple things here when he is handling his role in defense he'll be in the defensive line room mm-hmm. uh you know I I reported a month ago that um he could have been the assistant defensive line coach uh, but that is, by the way, Nate Ollie is, I'm told he's still there. He's still the assistant D line coach. So he's still there. Mm-hmm. We know the Philip Daniels is not <laughs> now the director of player personnel by title. Jeremiah Washburn would be the second highest ranked personnel man in, on the, uh, in scouting, uh, Waddle's number one and Ian Cunningham, who's their assistant director of player personnel. Mm-hmm. Was the number two guy. I, I, I don't have enough information yet, so I can't come out and say, exactly what's happened here right but jeff for this to happen right now before the draft these these typically happen after the draft the promotions right in terms of the personnel department i don't i don't get it i mean i've heard washburn i'll say this about washburn talking to multiple people he did a brilliant job in in his um advance work Mm -hmm. uh, for the coaches it's particularly on defense uh but man that to to make him a director when he had not even been part of the personnel department before yeah Test, well, really? That's the first thing that jumped out yeah, at me. Yeah, how about that, huh? I have no issue with someone who wants to get their, you know, cut their teeth in scouting, but for him to have gone from basically being assigned to special projects, right, last year, yeah, and then, as you're mentioning, kind of leapfrogging over guys like Ian Cunningham, who already 
kind of considered maybe the successor or the number two or three, it just raises eyebrows. Now, you and I don't know what kind of conversations were had back behind scenes, right? Well, you might, but I mean. Not um, yet. I don't. Yeah, no, you don't. This you said stuck you don't, me. Right? I, I was like, all right, so I got to tell you something very quickly. Speaking of that, uh-huh. I didn't know about this. I was um, not. A, I was busy Friday uh, on some some personal business. Mm-hmm. So I see the Eagles email come in, and I, I didn't have time to look. I saw Washburn's name on it, so I, I knew that he was going to be involved in the defense. Right. So how, how do you think I hear about what he's doing? I had a player personnel director from another team tell me, did you know, he said, do you know what Washburn's role is? I'm like, I don't know. What, what do you mean? I said, he's just working on defense. He goes, no. Don't you know he's named director? I'm like, director of what? Right. So I stopped what I was doing. I was in a meeting. I stopped what I was doing, and I, I read it, and I put my hand over my mouth, and I'm like, I was in shock. I was like, I don't. I know people like Jeremiah Washburn, but like you just said it. How do you go from not being involved in player personnel other than you're doing some advanced work from for coaches yeah. and projects? To, you just to told, the number I don't get it. Yeah, you told a great story because I don't think a lot of people I think we can uh, kind of enlighten our listeners on what it's like to be a reporter sometimes and when you know certain things are kind of up. Um that's a great example and I I know that there have been times in my career where the information has come to me before I went looking for it. And usually when that happens, you know, people around the league, league sources, they see something and they're like, Hey, did you notice that? And you're like, yeah, but I don't know what to make of that. And they think they'll usually tell you what to make of it. It's, it's a lot of times it's not positive. I remember when people were starting to text me about chip and Howie way before it came to the, you know, the surface that there were some yeah. issues there. So yeah. look, I, I, you and I shouldn't sound any alarms other than to put out the fact that this is not typical and that other people around the league have are observing this. And so if something were to happen, we're down the road, we realize that there is not something harmonious going on in the front office. We can come back to this podcast and say, Hey, look, all we're doing is giving you the news and saying, this is a little bit strange and abnormal. Yeah. When we do these shows, Jeff, you know, we reveal some stuff that were, you know, we could go, we, we, we reveal stuff about front office, their front office, or things we've heard about the coaching staff, how things could be better. Mm-hmm. I just know that on Washburn, uh, that everybody loves the guy. Really smart. Obviously, the son of Jim Washburn. Kind of, Not to, to denigrate Jim, but Jeremiah's like the exact opposite I mean, mm-hmm. as a guy. <laughs> um, I'll leave it at that. He's not going to create a stir. He just He's very sh- sharp. I've never met the guy. I just know about you know guys that work with him, whether it was in Detroit, uh, Miami, uh, and he's getting a shot here. It's just I've never seen anything like this. I, I, I seriously have not. Uh, you know, people have brought up Nick Casario, but Casario's situation was different. Yeah, he did work with the receivers, uh, but I don't I don't think his ascension was quite like this to director player personnel. So, mm. but, but again, we don't even know exactly if that. Okay, so we've said for a year and a half now about titles, Jeff. Titles mm-hmm. don't really mean much, especially in scouting. They mean next to nothing. It's really what do they actually do? Right. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm, we're going to get it. I just don't okay. know enough now. I, 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 you know, I feel bad. I just it caught me by surprise. When do they announce this Friday? We're we're dropping this Monday morning. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll get we're it. Recording and, it Saturday night. So again, we haven't yeah, you know we haven't yeah, had a lot of time yeah. to get into it. Yeah, um, we'll get it. Yeah, we're going to get it. Don't worry about sure, that. Sure. Now on the medical staff side, uh, some people were a little bit surprised that. Um, did we talk about Sean Holes last? But yeah, I guess we did. We already yeah. mentioned that Sean Holes and Shereen were out. Uh, in now, though, are a new director of sports medicine, Tom. I'm going to do my best guess here and say Hunkel and Ted Rath as the director of sports performance. So I'm not a hundred percent sure I know the difference between the director of sports medicine 
and the director of sports performance. But I'm sure that, again, that's something that the, the bottom line is the, the, the medical staff has been overhauled and you have new people. You have new head head um, orthopedist, I believe. Now you've got guys who are in charge of sports science that are new and we'll see how that works out. Hey, so Hunkel, uh, I'm told, interviewed over the years uh, for several head athletic, head athletic trainer jobs, mm-hmm. but didn't get them. Um, but he is very well respected. Uh, Tom was here in Philly. Brad Childress took him to Minneapolis with Eric Sugarman. Uh, and look, if you work for Eric Sugarman, and uh, yes, you know, he, he's he's about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles went back to the roots. Uh, got someone is proven, and you know Ted Rath. Yes, there's an off the field issue in his past. You know right. he, w- which the Eagles have. Did their homework on? He wouldn't have gotten hired unless he felt comfortable with it. Uh, he he's very well respected, and I think what they did in this case, Jeff, how he wrote him specifically, he went with more proven people instead of trying to be so cutting edge. Which I get. I mean, you, you always want to be ahead of of science and what's going on, but mm-hmm. why not get people? As I said on our last show, uh, get people who've done it before, uh, work with NFL players. That that you know that was kind of my hint. I knew I knew I didn't know the exact guy. I just knew they were going to get someone veteran. Right, uh, and that's what they did. <laughs> things to be, sh- things should be. I say should be more stabilized, but based on the history of what's been f- flopped here in the medical uh, department, you can't see, you can't say there won't be another change coming, or there won't be one after next season. True, but they're going with veteran people. Isn't this kind? Of, doesn't this come back to what we occasionally criticize the Eagles for? Sometimes it's that. They try to go out there and get the most innovative, the most cutting edge, or they try to outsmart themselves. And then when it backfires, they go back to their basics. Kind of like you fire Andy, you go get Chip Kelly. It doesn't work out. Then you go back to Doug Peterson, which is more the conventional guy. He's not conventional, Doug Peterson, but you know what I'm saying. He's not from the college ranks, and it felt safer. Well, the okay, so when you say that, when they hired Chip, let's not forget there were three teams after him. Like that I, know, was, I know that. I'm, I'm not saying right, he was right. the only ones. Right, right, but but back then it was seen as the thing to do, mm-hmm. and obviously it didn't work out like they thought. And Chip never became what anyone thought as a head coach. But in this case, I don't blame him for trying to see you know because look, they had, they've had such bad problems the last three years with rehabs of players. I mean, you you can I you and I could do a, po- a show for an hour on all the injuries that took too long to get rehabbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's guys having recurrence of injuries, I and mean, it's just been pathetically bad for whatever well, reason. We don't, we don't I'll have stick the answer. Up for, they, the, they, for the Super yeah. Bowl staff, though. I mean, there were injuries that year, but not nearly as many as the last two years, and I don't think that they per se needed to go do the overhaul. You and I talked about why they did the overhaul and certain stuff getting out there, but sometimes you have to live with that stuff if you have good people in place. And it's I really the, you're, you're right. It's really the last two years in particular. Mm-hmm. Not that the Super Bowl year had it, it, its issues with injury. Yeah. But man, the last two years and just the length of rehab was just, it's really, uh, and, and the amount of players that went into reserve, uh, the foot injuries, the Liz Franck injuries. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but they, they, they have to have better luck. And, uh, I'll give them this. Um, they're, they're, how he's undaunted with the stuff. He's got to get it right. It's obviously on him. Yeah. Uh, he makes all the decisions. So he's got to get it right. And man, if these don't work, I, I throw my hat up in the air when I go, I don't know what you do. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. If they have another year of injuries like the last two, then at that point you just say, I, I don't know what else. I mean, who, you know how he's already going to try to get younger and overhaul the roster. If these young guys get hurt, I don't know what. He what better because do. he's on. He's been on record saying it. So, yeah. we'll, we'll, as we said, we're going to the fans, our listeners will hold him accountable, and we will call him out if 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 he trade. He they got they they're projecting ten picks. Mm-hmm. If they wind up with less than seven. That's a problem because this roster could hold at least eight new players. Oh, yeah. Maybe even ten. So. No, yeah. There needs to be some turnover. All right. Let's get to some questions. I'm excited about some of the questions that we haven't been able to get to. They've been good ones. Before we do that, as always, we will pause for a word from our great sponsors. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly. Anyone can create their own podcast, and you should, too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast per, for a professional sound and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, Adam. Um, I have identified a few. Maybe you have as well uh, some good questions that we could answer from the Ask ITB on Twitter. And then I remind everybody, you want to ask us a question, don't wait for us to ask you to ask us. Just anytime, use hashtag Ask ITB. And lately, I feel like more people are doing that, Adam. They're not waiting for us to put it out. We're just getting hashtag Ask ITB questions right from the start. 
So um, yeah, but, yeah. Like, One thing I wanted to add is right. Sure. Just I, I want to add. You don't have, sure. as Jeff just said, you do not have to wait for us to put it on Twitter. Just set them there, and you don't have to tag us. Just put put it to the hashtag AskITB because mm-hmm. I look at them every couple days, and not only does it help uh, for the show. Uh, just to have questions. There's some that are the questions are so good. I'm like, you know, I need to find out about this. I should have known about it. Like we we want to make sure we have it for the show, just for as a topic. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we get some stuff that's so good. We're like, oh man, we could we could maybe do a segment on that. So keep them coming. Now here's one um, who reached out to us just through that way. He just asked us a question without responding to anything. Hashtag Ask ITB, and his name is uh, Crane underscore Holmes at Crane underscore Holmes on Twitter and he asks with coaching hires officially announced, can we say Josh McCown won't be back in a coaching role? And he adds that all or nothing makes him like Josh McCown even more. I have to be the first to admit I'm, I'm a failure here. I have not seen yet a minute of all or nothing. Neither have I. Her, yeah. Except yeah, for I a little soon. clip of Zach Ertz on Twitter. Yes, I will soon. Um, crane underscore homes or crane. Uh, I was told, uh, I actually talked to um, Josh's agent, uh, Mike McCartney, at the Senior Bowl. Mike told me that uh, they're going to take, you know, he's got to go through the rehab first, Josh. It's six months because he tore the hamstring off the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Josh will make a decision about playing, by the way. Uh, he's not said he's not playing. He's They're, they're going to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem, Crane. Now, yes, you could always create a role for him. Um the reason why, simply because Josh decided that he had not decided whether he wants to play or not, they couldn't really give him a role as a coach because he's still an active player. Uh, if it comes down to July uh, and he doesn't want to play anymore, uh, he may have a chance. But there's some things complicating it. His family, you can't be a you can't be he, he can't, as a coach. I don't think there's any way he could do what he did last season is, is fly home Friday night. And, be, and, and coach the high school team, and then be back for the walkthrough on Saturday. That would be that would be hard. To, I don't know that you can. I don't think you could be a coach and then do NFL coach. And do, so you can't do that. So he needs to make a decision. Josh is one of the all time great guys. I've known Josh. I don't know five or six years. Met him. Um, met him many years. Actually, maybe before that. But I could just tell you. And I'm and I'm sure it doesn't surprise me, Crane, that you made the comment about how much you liked him after watching All or Nothing. He's a special per- special person, but the thing that blew me away uh, is how good of an evaluator he is. Uh, I've I asked Josh some uh, questions about players he he played with, and he's very critical in terms of what he saw, what he liked, what he didn't like, uh, and that really surprised me because Josh is such a positive guy. You're always you're like, was well, he really going to tell me the truth? And I learned a lot from him. And and obviously, being a quarterback, these guys are generally smarter than everyone else, or they see the game differently. So uh, we'll see with him, but uh, great guy. Yeah. Um, let's go on to the next question from Alonzo at Senor underscore Fonzi. And he asks, do you think the OC group, so I guess him, he's referring to not just Press Taylor, but also Jeff Stoutland and Rich Scangarello, will have any oh, we, in- had, we answered this last time. Remember we dealt with this? Um, oh, whether they were input? I'm sorry, I didn't realize. We yeah, did. yeah. In fact, I remember doing it at. At Senor underscore Fonzi. Yeah. You know what we yeah. did. Okay. Oh, I think the answer that we both did is yes. We expect these all these newcomers on, on the coaching staff to have their voice heard uh, in the scouting process because coaches generally have their voice heard during the process. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I'll add to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since, since we're doing this question again. the the Here's what I'm told just from talking to coaches of work for the Eagles under Roseman. Since he came back in 16, 
way better listener, does seek out coaches. As a matter of fact, if he thinks certain coaches are better evaluators than maybe others, he may ask them their opinion of other positions that they don't coach if they've seen the player. Or he may ask them, hey, if you get it, if you watch these players, let me know what you think. Um, so that that's good. I mean, that's good. But he does listen to everybody. He's um, I, I don't know wh- what happened from his year off at 15, but something happened where he, he felt like he had to be a better listener because, I mean, I've heard this from at least a half dozen people. He's just done a really much better job of listening. Um, now, in terms of the draft, uh, that's something that has to be better. There's, there's just no question that the draft uh, has had mixed reviews. We've talked about this before mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know, but uh, the drafts have to be better. They had, and the other thing that people bring up, Jeff, is where are the all pros? You know, where, where are the where are the where are the uh, the pro bowlers from these recent drafts? You have to always. We generally give three years you know, for a draft, mm-hmm. but we want to see better early returns. Absolutely. Um... Let's go to Herb at Herbicidal. He wants. He's a good, pretty good question. He asks, "Who is Dino, who is Dino Vaso? Um, <laughs> what, what what is his role? I guess he, you know because he was part of the people who were promoted recently. He was actually yeah. on staff, so I guess people didn't realize what he did. He was uh, a defensive quality control coach, and those guys are about as behind the scenes as he get, and an assistant secondary coach. So now he's the assistant coordinator for the defense." Um, not the assistant defensive coordinator, though, kind of the assistant coordinator slash defense. This is, you know, people got confused, by the way, when <laughs> Matt Burke was named the run game coordinator and people thought he is now taking Jeff Stelton's job. No, he's no. the run defense coordinator. So Matt Burke has, is now in charge of um, the defensive game plan to stop the opponent opponent's run game. Uh, Dino Vaso. Uh, I don't know. I, to me, he's just a helper on defense. Is that a good way to say it? Assistant coordinator well, on defense? Yeah, he uh, he came with Doug Peterson from Kansas City, mm-hmm. um, and he has an from interesting Philly. title. Is, what's that? He is a Philadelphia guy. He's, he's a, Oh, he's from here, right. But it, yeah, it went to Ridley High School. Right, he was with Doug in Kansas City, came over from there to Philly. Right. Uh, yeah, he's assistant quarter slash defense. I think he's just an assistant. Nothing. He's not like he's going to be calling the defense at all. Mm-hmm. Um it's a promotion. Uh, we'll, we'll get. We're going to get a lot more on these guys. It, it, these just happen, and there's so many changes, Jeff. When I mm-hmm. started some research for the show, like R- Rich Gangarello, it's going to have much more significant role than I, I expected. Because when you have senior offensive assistant, that could be anything, right? That literally, could be, you could actually be coaching a position. Like it, it could be anything. He's going to have a pretty pretty good role in game planning. He's he's mm-hmm. uh, as he should because he's a former coordinator. He knows the West Coast offense better than probably anyone other than Doug on the staff. So mm-hmm. he's um, he, he's going to be real important for Press Taylor because Press, is, Press has got a pretty significant role now in the passing game coordinator and in addition to being a quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. So this is good. And, and one thing I do want to add, I do want to applaud Peterson in one way here. Uh, you know, I had been very critical, and I think rightfully so, of the way that Doug really botched the the coaching stuff this past season in terms of not quite coaching his coaches the way he should have, they have done a phenomenal job of bringing in new voices uh, for their offense. I'm telling you, as an absolute fact, they needed it badly. They need more creativity. This this is, again, I said on our last show, the tape shows this, and I've run this through a lot of people that have played the Eagles, uh, especially lately, because I had a little bit more time earlier this week. 
And I can tell you that there were some critical comments from other other coaches from other teams. Uh, so if this all works out, and, and if everyone handles their role and they all get along, this ha- this Doug's going to have so much more input from coaches than he's ever had. Even when it was in, in even when they had a Hall of Fame year in, in 2017, just from college stuff from the, from Briner, who we talked about the last show, uh, and, and Scangarello, and uh, everyone else who's here. Mm-hmm. So th- this has a chance to be really, really interesting this season. It does. I- I'm glad we see you. I like what you said there. It has a chance. I respect what you're saying about what they brought in and and what it could be. Uh, at the same time, I'm a little skeptical. I mean, these guys are good coaches, but you know, I tweeted something the other day about you listen to the radio or you hear this guy's a a passing guru. That guy's a quarterback guru, and I'm like, can we stop calling people gurus until they win? Th-? Like Bill Belichick is a coaching guru. I, I have I don't know much about Scangarello, but I'm not going to call him a run game guru until he actually comes here and makes this run game look a lot different to, and more effective. Well, than it do, but look, he's going to be involved in everything. Passing well, he's going to be involved. Game. Yes, but we could yeah. be criticizing him six weeks into the season if the run game stinks. So I'm I'm reluctant to just well, I don't say know who, these are great additions. <laughs> right. I, I just no, but I don't even see. We're so we just we're in the infancy here with this thing. Correct. We still need to know. We're not going to know for several weeks how this, how, the coordination of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, there's got to be someone who who's going to hand the game plan off to, who gathers as I as I mentioned on our show about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Mike Gros role uh, for our listeners. Right, and, and it sounds I'll, like that's Gangarillo's kind of. I would think. Yeah. I would think, but I don't know it for a fact, and I need to find out. Uh, and I forgot about Aaron Moorhead. Aaron Moorhead right. is a very well respected guy, and he's. Here's what you, here's another thing that I talked to someone who's coached with him before. Well, actually, I'm sorry, knows him. I guess, I don't know if this guy was in Indy with him, but right. this guy told me that uh, he's got some presence to him. Well, I, I, I appreciate it, but let me just remind everybody that one of the big issues that people had, fair or not, with Greg Lewis when he took the job in 2016 was that he wasn't an experienced and he had no NFL experience, right? So they're basically doing the same thing, hiring a former NFL wide receiver with no NFL experience. So if the receivers aren't playing well, what are you going to hear by week eight? Aaron Moorhead stinks. He's not getting developing yeah. these guys. So again, I, I it's hard to criticize yay or nay on position coaches that you don't know much about other than their pet. Well, their well, I do know, right. But I do know that Moorhead will get after him. Um, he coaches with discipline. Uh, the, the guy that had it before Walsh, it just, he got the job before he was ready. It was probably the best way to say it. And this mm-hmm. is where um, this is where Peterson, you know, really failed last season is is just not have a good handle on his coaches. And look, it's all look, it's on him, Jeff. The, the front office has nothing to do with it in terms yeah. of day to day. It, Jeff, I mean, the head coaches just got to have a better handle on his coaches, and he's got a lot of new ones. And it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Our last question came from Trocadero uh, underscore SWE, and he asked if cornerback. James Bradbury would be a good scheme fit for the Eagles. I remember Bradbury's played in Carolina, I think his first four years. Yes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Rivera has mostly played a zone off coverage type scheme. So I'm not sure if he's a real fit for um, a cover one, cover three man type scheme. Um, but we do know that the Eagles probably will look at certain guys, Adam, in free agency because they can't just draft a bunch of players and start them right away. They need some veterans um, like they've done in the past. You know, they've tried to mix veterans with 
newcomer with with, with young draft picks. Oh yeah, and that that's going to be a major contract, by the way. That that'll be he's a young corner who's an unrestricted free agent. If the mm-hmm. Panthers let him walk, that's going to be corners like him don't come become available very much. Right, that's going to be a major contract, and uh, I don't know if the Eagles want to do that. Uh, they they historically uh, since Namdi Asimov just have not spent a ton of money on corner. Right. Uh, they Byron Maxwell, it wasn't. It wasn't. They were obviously they were able to move him to Miami. That that one, uh, remember now was not Roseman. I think it was Chip Kelly, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And that was a major bust. Oh my God, he was terrible. If right. you remember how he right. was awful. That was a yeah. That was a Chip Kelly deal there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxwell was the prime corner. But as far as Roseman, yeah, he he um. I, I maybe you might, might remember. I just don't remember Ronald Darby's cut. You know that was just a trade. That was a trade. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if any big co- free agent contracts since Namdi that how he's done. But I'm sure people will remind me. Yeah, hey, no, just Byron, and you mentioned what went into that. There haven't been a whole lot of uh, big time free agent contracts since the, at that position, especially. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Bradbury kind of wound up in Washington. That's a team that yeah, want yeah. Ron Rivera coaches now. They're known for spending a lot of money. You know, they brought Norman in from Carolina a couple of years ago. So um, we'll see. Uh, oh, by, I, by the way, it's funny about mm-hmm. Josh Norman. Obviously, he's been a major bust. Now with Rivera there, you you just well, he's still under contract. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone assuming that they're going to cut him. How could they not? But you just wonder if the Panthers, excuse me, the Redskins under Rivera, and Rivera's personnel control, as I understand it, mm-hmm. you wonder, because he's coached them before, you wonder if he'd, he'd keep them. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And maybe you can move him into a nickel corner role and, and maybe get the best out of him, kind of like the Eagles did out of P- Patrick Robinson a couple of years ago. You never know. Guy may have a little yeah. bit left in the tank. Yeah, we have to see what they have. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, cornerback position is tricky because, it's as Jeff was talking about, it's it's mostly scheme-based. Right. You know, you if you don't have the guy in the right scheme, you can't screw it up. It, you, it, you, could, you really could overpay, and this has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, receivers. If you bring in the wrong receivers who don't fit your scheme, uh, who are not sharp route runners, mm-hmm. uh, there's but the, the league is littered with guys who got paid a lot of money for agency receiver position. They were complete busts. So you got to be careful. Absolutely. Uh, we will definitely do a lot of free agent stuff in the f- coming weeks, when, as we get closer to March and uh, March 18th, I believe, free agency Correct. date. That's going to do it for this Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Uh, I want to thank our friends at 97.3 ES. Make sure you're downloading their free mobile app so you can listen to 97.3 anywhere you're at. And you'll hear me on the station with Mike Gill, Ryan Rothstein, of course, Aton Shander. So make sure you're downloading the free mobile app and tuning in. Also, thanks to our friends at PHLSportsNation.com, enhancing the fan experience with all of their coverage of the Eagles, the Flyers, the, the, the Phillies, and the Sixers. So make sure you check it out. they got some good podcasts, too. And, of course, we thank our producer, Hunter Brody. And make sure you go over to that YouTube page of his, Sports Talk with Broads. You'll find the most passionate Philadelphia fan takes there are. And i got to say, Hunter's doing some big things. Smart guy, too. Not just passion. A lot of intelligence. A lot of informative sports takes uh, on the state of Philadelphia sports. So make sure you check that out. And check out our YouTube page as well. Inside the Birds has been on YouTube for couple months now and we're putting a lot of video content out so make sure you're subscribing to us on that platform too and as always we thank you for flying with us inside the birds it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.